here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. We have a ton to get to. We have three guests as we race toward the finish line in this election, and we do everything we can, you and I, uh, to prevent the radical left, the democratic socialists, as some of them like to refer to themselves, the open borders type. The let's destroy Medicare type and all the rest of them from taking control of the House and the Senate. It's Americanism versus socialism. Americanism versus progressivism. Before we get to it, and there's a lot to get to, I just wanted to remind you that Our Police, uh, my father's book, is available on Amazon.com and every major book outlet, bookstore. And on Amazon.com, it's 30% off. It's $13.37. And that's what they do with a new book that comes out. It's now in the top 100 in Amazon. And if you want to order it, if you wanted to order some books for your children, for your grandchildren, for the holidays and so forth, I would strongly encourage you to do it now, given the very steep discount. That's the way retail works in the book market. They keep it a secret. I don't keep it a secret. Why wait till Christmas when it's full price? So you can jump in now, or Hanukkah, or it's just a wonderful book to have for your children and your grandchildren. And I think uh, you'll enjoy reading it to them as a nighttime read. And it, it promotes, you know, American values and traditions, the sort of things we used to embrace, not the stuff you see on TV today in the news media. Again, I just want to remind you that uh, the news media have taken a very short respite, but they'll be back trashing our police officers and law enforcement. They'll be back fueling the fire. That's what they do. That's what they do. And they leave the wreckage and then move on to the next subject. Look what's happened to Baltimore, the police department there. And that's not the only department. So as you know, I've always been a supporter of of law enforcement, particularly local law enforcement. And my dad was too. He was very proud. And... um, Yes, we have had members of my family who are police in the Philadelphia Police Department. But I want to encourage you to get our police. You can go right online. We link to it on my social sites, don't we, Rich? It's up there. You can go right to Amazon, get the 30% off. You have it delivered to your house by tomorrow or the next day. So I want to encourage you to do it now before they jack up the price. Or any major bookstore if you happen to be there as well. Our Police by Jackie Levin. Now let's get down to it. There is a uh, morning consult political poll that's out, and I'm sure they would prefer that the results were different. Politico being a left-of-center, quote-unquote, media site. And let me tell you what they found. They did this poll of 2,543 voters. It was conducted between October 25 and October 30, so it's fresh off the presses. And uh, so it would include the mail bomber, the Cesar Sayoc, at least uh, 
a part of uh, uh, of that story, uh, as well as the uh, the slaughter at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. And they asked the question, uh, do you think the media are dividing the country? Do you think Trump's dividing the country? And of course, they didn't ask if Democrats are dividing the country. They never do that. But still, of all the voters they talk to, if you don't divide it into party and so forth, 64% of all voters blame the national news media. 56% Trump. 64% the national news media. If you watch even clips of Don Lemon, who's clearly a bigot in my view, or Steve Schmidt on MSNBC, who's clearly a bigot in my view. That's just my opinion based on what they've said. When you watch some of the guests they bring on who are bigots, many of them are race baiters. When you watch clips of Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, the daughter of Zbigniew Brzezinski, had his own issues with Israel. When you look at their constant, repeated references to Donald Trump as Hitler, sometimes nuanced, but most of the time it's a punch in the nose. Or you watch contributors or so-called guests on these programs, comparing Trump to Stalin, his supporters as neo-Nazis and racists, Trump as a racist. The American people are onto this. It's not Trump calling them the enemy of the, of the people, the fake news, the enemy of the people. We see it. We hear it. We don't need anybody to tell us what's going on. We see what's going on. The president sees it, too. And, of course, he responds to it. A plurality of Democrats, even 46 percent, said the national media has done more to divide than unite the nation. Of course, 88 percent attack Trump and a big percentage of them are no doubt in the media. 80% of Republicans say the media are dividing America. 80% of Republicans. 67% of independents say the media are dividing America. So, what's the media going to do about this? Nothing. They're not circumspect. They won't look in the mirror. They won't pull back on their propaganda, their demagoguery. They're not going to do it. And I'm going to prove to you how this is one of the lowest points for the American press since our founding. The way they talk about a president, Donald Trump hasn't done anything like Hitler or Stalin. Donald Trump hasn't done anything that's racist. You have presidents who have. But Donald Trump's not one of them. A montage was put together by our friends at Newsbusters. It goes on for a few minutes, but I'm going to play the whole thing. And this is only from July 2017 to June 2018. Imagine if we included from June 18 up to right now. But you'll hear CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, Comedy Central. And you really need to hear this. What does this have to do with the election? It has everything to do with the election. They're trying to dispirit you. And they're trying to invigorate the left with their quote-unquote dog whistles. Cut one, go. But I do think that he has very deliberately set up the press as the enemy of the people. This is, 
something that we first heard from Joseph Stalin. This is very dangerous. It undercuts democracy. That is just the emboldening of white bigotry by a white nationalist, white supremacist presidency uh, and his cronies like, you know, Jeff Sessions and, and, and Stephen Miller and all the other white nationalists that he's empowered. Well, if anybody is issuing demented words of violence and death, I would say it's the president of the United States. I mean, it's, it's quite a pass we've come to when the leadership of a country like Iran seems more stable and rational than the president of the United States. And it is astonishing how he has become such an effective and uh, destructive virus created by Vladimir Putin. The world witnessed a betrayal the likes of which we've never seen. America's president sided with its enemy today. Donald Trump talks like a racist, thinks like a racist, makes statements like a racist, uh, conjures uh, emotions that uh, give sucker and support to white supremacists and white nationalists. He has emboldened white supremacists to come forward. He's inciting through mass rallies and constant lying fervor in a political base. He scapegoats minority populations and affixes blame to them for every problem the country faces. He alleges conspiracies of nefarious forces that is fundamentally illiberal, deeply un-American, and frankly could be straight out of Munich circa 1928. He will be forever remembered as the president who traumatized little children. That's his brand now. <clears throat> He's the president who purposefully traumatized babies and children and he traumatized them for his political gain, or to look strong, or to look like Kim Jong-un. If you vote for Trump, then you, the voter, you, not Donald Trump, are standing at the border like Nazis, going, you here, you here. And I think we now have to flip it, and it's a given the evilness of Donald Trump. This whole administration, it's like a, it's like a Liam Neeson Taken movie. Like, these guys are terrorists, right? They're constantly taking hostages, whether it's Chip, yep. whether it's DACA, mm. whether it's the asylum. They have no problem taking kids and putting guns to their heads and then demanding the rest of the country do what they want them to do. Yeah. Until we recognize that we are operating with a white nationalist government that will take children hostage to get what they want. I call this a constant concentration camp for kids because that's exactly what is turning out to bad. I know children are being marched away to showers. I know they're being marched away to showers uh, or they're uh, being told they are just like the Nazis had, had, had said that they were taking people oh. to showers and then they never came back. Look at this mendacious, relentlessly lying, bigoted, ill-informed person that we have. He goes out there and whips up like it's a Mussolini rally. And yes, that's what I said. It's our responsibility to call out those times when constitutional norms are being challenged, those times when the President of the United States actually channels Joseph Stalin and calls the media the enemy of the people. This is not the party of Lincoln, the party of Nixon, or even the party of Reagan. This is the party of D.W. Griffith. This is the party of, K of the KKK and the party of Trump. Our president is a disturbed person, and he's behaving in ways that are simply inexplicable. He's completely detached from reality. And you have somebody inside the White House of the New York Daily News says is mentally unfit, that people close to him say is mentally unfit. The people close to him during the campaign told me had early stages of dementia. Donald Trump is a racist. He isn't just a white supremacist. He's a flat out full racist. I'm glad elected leaders in the Republican Party are finally 
finally stopping to and uh, stopping looking the other way mm. and confronting the fact that he's not only unfit to be president in my book his lack of empathy his lack of leadership his lack of courage he's unfit to be human mr trump your presidency i love your presidency i call it disgrace the nation you're the bloatus. You're the glutton with the button. You're a regular gorge, Washington. You're the presidents, but you're turning into a real prictator. <laughs> Sir, you attract more skinheads than free Rogaine. You have more people marching against you than cancer. You talk like a sign language gorilla who got hit in the head. In fact, the only thing your mouth is good for is being Vladimir Putin's... Holster. Do citizens in dictatorships recognize what's happening right here, right now? Are they looking at the first two days of the Trump administration and saying, oh, that's what my leader does? And by the way, that was Stelter at CNN at the end there. Two days into the Trump presidency. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we can do that for hours. They say they're defending freedom of the press. They're not defending freedom of the press. They're degrading freedom of the press. They're destroying the press. And Time Warner, which owns CNN, Comcast, which owns NBC and MSNBC, they obviously are very proud of what's taking place here. Have you ever in your lives heard the media? And the media include the anchors, the reporters, their chosen guests, their chosen contributors. Have you ever heard them talk like this about Louis Farrakhan? Robert Byrd? Ever? No, you haven't. President Trump has not done a thing that deserves this kind of big lie propaganda where they just say anything and everything they can possibly think of, and it drips off their lips. And it drips off their lips. Some of them let the cat out of the bag as they really focused on you, those of you who listen to this program and other programs who are not progressives. They're red-blooded Americans who embrace the Constitution, the Declaration, proud of America, proud of America. This is what this election's all about, ladies and gentlemen. That's the force that wants to take over the Congress. That's the force that wants to replace the Republican majority in the House. That's the force that wants to control the Supreme Court. The only thing that can stop them is you. The only thing that can stop them is you. And not just you voting but making sure four or five or six others vote too. Now I see Oprah Winfrey is uh, campaigning for a radical nut job who's running for governor of Georgia. She said she reached out to Stacey Abrams. She didn't reach out to John James, who's an American hero, a veteran, a combat veteran, a successful small business who embraces individual liberty in the Constitution. You see, the Democrat Party says it supports minorities. No, it doesn't. It supports leftists of all stripes. Of all stripes. 
I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want to show you how out of control the media are, even beyond those five minutes that you just uh, just heard. Dwight Eisenhower is considered a fairly moderate Republican, right? I'm not talking about his uh, term as a general. That's a totally different issue. Many today would call him a rhino, an establishment Republican. So he wasn't considered a movement conservative, but he's a pretty good president, though, I'd say, wouldn't you? Have you heard much negative about Eisenhower, Rich? Eisenhower, when he became president of the United States issued an order to his military under a program he called, not me, he called Operation Wetback. And they systematically rounded up 1.3 million illegal aliens in the country, the United States military, with the assistance of various law enforcement agencies. 1.3 million illegal aliens. And they were expelled from the United States. 1.3 million. Donald Trump is trying to prevent people from coming here illegally who aren't even here yet. And he's compared to Hitler and Stalin. His administration's compared to the Third Reich. He's called a racist. I just want to give you a little bit of context so we vote on Tuesday and get the hell out and do it. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. Do you ever talk back to your radio? Then you must be listening to Mark Levin. Pick up the phone and call 877-381-3811. You see, I have something most in the media do not have. Knowledge and integrity. In the 1960s, Cesar Chavez... Lauded and celebrated by Barack Obama, lauded and celebrated by immigration organizations, Democrats, the media. Well, Cesar Chavez, one of the founders of the United Farm Workers, UFW, that's a farm worker union, vehemently opposed illegal immigration. He argued it undermined his efforts to unionize farm workers and improve working conditions and wages for American citizen workers. That used to be the position of our unions in this country. Now, the UFW even reported illegal aliens to the Immigration and Naturalization Service, INS, back then. They would send their members out 
under cover of darkness, contact the INS and tell them where they saw people sneaking across the border. In 1969, Cesar Chavez led a march accompanied by Ralph Abernathy, who was the right-hand man, before his assassination, of course, of Martin Luther King. And he became president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. And Senator Walter Mondale, who ran for vice president, a longtime liberal Democrat in the Senate, along the border with Mexico, protesting the farmers' use of illegal immigrants. Were they racists? Was Cesar Chavez of Mexican heritage? Was he anti-Mexican? Was Ralph Abernathy one of the great warriors of the civil rights movement? Was he a racist? Why do the media conceal this information? Because they want you and Donald Trump to feel like there's something wrong with you. Because they want to paint Donald Trump as a racist, as a bigot. Which he's not. And he hasn't done anything. That would make their point. That would make their point. Donald Trump was never in the 1960s down there on the border. Cesar Chavez was. Ralph Abernathy was. Walter Mondale was. But now, the Democrats have changed course. The media have changed course. So now all of a sudden, if you want to secure the border... To prevent people from coming into this country from other countries. Illegally. Although they can try and come legally. Now you're a racist. Now you're a white supremacist. We don't have to buy this crap from these lunatics. These lunatics in the media. Don Lemon. Michael Dyson, whatever the hell his name is. All these other buffoons and fools. We don't have to buy this from them. We don't have to take this from them. And then when you push back and the president pushes back, suddenly you're against freedom of the press? Is this a joke? We have a huge problem with the press in this country. The progressives have devoured it. It's freedom of the progressive. They don't care about your free speech, not one iota. So Eisenhower and Operation Wetback, their name, not mine, rounds up 1.3 million illegal aliens and deports them in the 1950s. You haven't heard that anywhere but from me. Cesar Chavez, who was given all kinds of awards by Democrats and liberals and by unions. Obama praised him. Vehemently against illegal immigration. He would defend American citizens, American naturalized citizens, American legal residents who were here working on farms and in the fields and so forth. But all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats need more vote, the unions need more members, the media, I guess they need more viewers, I don't know. They reverse course, and you're expected to reverse course with them. Donald Trump pushes back, and they try and destroy him. He's a racist, don't you know? Well, if he's a racist, Walter Mondale's a racist. If he's a racist, Ralph Abernathy was a racist. If he's a racist, 
Cesar Chavez was a racist. If he's a racist, Dwight Eisenhower was a racist. But the truth is, these are race baiters and bigots on TV. They are bigots. And they're having a grand old time talking about white supremacy, white racism, comparing Republicans to neo-Nazis and Klansmen. They're having a grand old time. They're getting paid for this, too, by these major corporations. That's what this election's about. Normalcy. Taking our country back. Not for white people, not for black people, brown, yellow, red. What doesn't matter? It's our principles that matter. That's why you're here. That's why your ancestors came here. We're taking our principles back. Liberty. Individualism. The rule of law. Private property rights. And faith. Family. And national sovereignty. These are rational. Historic principles that create a civil society. And these are not civil people in the media. They claim to be professionals. They're not professionals. They're the most unprofessional. If somebody in your office talked the way that Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski talk, if somebody in your office talks the way that Don Lemon or Alison Camerata speak. If somebody in your office talks the way that Chris Cuomo or any of the others are frauds and freaks, if they talk the way that they do, they'd be fired on the spot. Fired on the spot. You know, control of the House and the Senate are at stake in the midterms, as you know. And it's up to us to find the most qualified candidates for the jobs. So when you need to do the same for your business, ZipRecruiter finds them for you. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills, experience, and education for your job, then actively invites them to apply. So you you get qualified candidates fast. No more digging through piles of the wrong resumes. There's less waiting and more hiring. And it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the United States. And that's from hiring sites such as uh, Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, our listeners, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. I will be on the Hannity Show on the Fox News Channel at 9.30 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time. As you know, I haven't been on that program for three or four weeks for reasons that you're well aware of. And I didn't want to go on next week, but I'm, I'm able to come on this week. There's just too damn much at stake. So I'll be on tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. I hope you'll join us. I've got plenty to say about this election and the radicals that we confront. These are radicals who want to fundamentally transform America. Open borders, the end of due process, the end of presumption of innocence. That's an attack also on the Electoral College. What other institutions do they wish to destroy? They've already destroyed the media. We used to have patriots in the media. The founding of the nation, we have patriots. 
Thomas Paine was a pamphleteer. He would he would be considered a a newfangled media type, maybe a blogger, maybe a guy running a website. Who's the Thomas Paine today at CNN? Who's the Thomas Paine today at MSNBC, at CBS, NBC, ABC, the New York Times, the Washington Post? Are you kidding me? These are Tories, like British Tories. It's a disgrace. Of course this election's crucial. The president might have another choice on the Supreme Court. The president's trying to secure... You know, these are basic things. He's not doing anything radical. He's not doing anything extreme. He wants to secure our border. He wants to enforce our immigration laws. He didn't even write the immigration laws. He inherited them. He's trying to rebuild our military in the face of what China's doing. China's effectively declared war on us two days ago. He undid the Iran deal because he doesn't believe giving $150 billion to a terrorist state that threatens to blow us off the face of the earth is a particularly good idea. He's trying to roll back regulations so you can live your life like a free human being and make your own decisions like an adult. He's trying to roll back taxes. So you wake up early in the morning, you work hard at night. You deserve to keep most of what you get, not people on the dole. Who didn't earn it? And then you're being told as a moral imperative, you got to give a big chunk of your income to some stranger who hates your guts anyway. But the media are worse than that. The media are actually worse than that, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what do I mean? Well, you have a candidate running in Florida, and I'm going to keep pulling up uh, information about this candidate, Andrew Gillum. Andrew Gillum has joined forces with anti-Semites. And the media are pretending he hasn't. He's got a long record of joining these people. Through the dream defenders. And we've pointed it out here repeatedly. Others have pointed it out here repeatedly. And yet he's still endorsed by newspapers in Florida. And Adam Credo over at the uh, Free Beacon, he points out Democratic Florida gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum's ties to radical anti-Israel groups are more extensive than previously reported, according to information obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. Gillum, who's running in a hotly contested race against Representative Ron DeSantis, has connections to several organizations that have sponsored anti-Israel events and promoted the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions Movement, or BDS, an anti-Semitic movement that wages economic warfare on the Jewish state. Why isn't Don Lemon reporting on this? Why isn't Oprah Winfrey speaking up against this? I'm quite serious. And they're not the only ones. How come this isn't an issue on the morning Joe? Gillum's ties to such groups have set him apart from DeSantis, who's been firmly pro-Israel in Congress and has vowed to block Israel boycotts as Florida's governor. The state is home to a large contingent of Jewish voters who could help tip the balance and the vote in DeSantis's favor. But a lot of these people are left wing. 
One pro BDS group, Dream Defenders, has publicly endorsed Gillum, calling him one of the most progressive candidates in the country. Dream Defenders, a Florida-based advocacy group that has emerged as a leader in the Black Lives Matter movement, supports efforts to abolish U.S. Immigration and Customs, that's ICE, and is intertwined with backers of the BDS movement, which has made common cause with the Black Lives Matter movement. Dream Defenders often criticizes Israel for perpetrating what it claims is a genocide of the Palestinians. It also has led at least two delegations to Palestine in recent years. Palestine is the state of a continued settler colonial project, the state of Israel. Dream Defenders writes on its website, employing language used by many anti-Israel groups to delegitimize Israel. These are the Jew haters. The colonial project was born out of a political ideology called Zionism, established in the late 19th century. Jew haters. But while Gillum has stated that he is loosely affiliated with Dream Defenders, the group's founder, Philip Agnew, considers Gillum part of the movement. Says, I met Andrew Gillum while I was a student leader at Florida A&M University. Now, why am I reading this? Because you're not going to hear it anywhere else. Agnew stated in an August interview, I wound up being student body president. Andrew Gillum, who'd been student body president, had also run and become the youngest commissioner in the city of Tallahassee at that point. His office was right off of campus, and it was in 2003, after seeing posters of millions of people who had descended on Tallahassee, led by Andrew Gillum as student leader in the Arrive with Five March for Affirmative Action, that I really learned that the role as a student leader at Florida A&M is not one that is just conserving the campus, but you are concerned with the lives of the people of the state of Florida. And Andrew taught me that in 2003. So in 2012, Agnew continued, when we started this organization, it was really with a model of what Andrew has led for many, many years in the state. We like to say Andrew Gillum isn't a friend of the movement. He's part of the movement. Now, on one of its trips, a couple of years ago, Dream Defenders employed convicted terrorist Mahmoud Jeddah, convicted terrorist as a tour guide. A one-time member of the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Florida, Jew and Gentile, are you out of your mind? You're going to vote this guy as your governor? This is the most radical man running for statewide office anywhere. And when you consider who's running in Arizona for the Senate and who's running for governor in Georgia and who's running for the Senate in Texas, that says something. That says something. This is a bad dude. And no, pal, not because you're race, but because you're a bad dude. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, have you ever heard of NO? I'm referring to nitric oxide or NO. It's a gas that your own body makes in the lining of your blood vessels from the time you were a baby. But with every decade, our body produces less nitric oxide on its own, so you get less energy. That's why it matters, because nitric oxide is a Nobel Prize-winning molecule that signals your blood vessels to relax and dilate. Now, Super Beets by Human has harnessed the power of nutrient-enriched beets to create a superfood that helps your body make more nitric oxide on its own. Only one teaspoon of Super Beats daily supports your cardiovascular health and blood pressure levels, 
giving you natural energy without a quick caffeine kick or sugar high. Real, healthy, natural energy. Now listen to Steve from Illinois who says the taste is really good, as is the increase in energy. Great caffeine substitute without the negative caffeine side effects. Call 866-205-4907, 866-205-4907, or go to superbeats.com slash Levin, superbeats.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats and free shipping with your first purchase. Call 866-205-4907, or go to superbeats.com slash Levin today. Remember, I'll be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Also, remember, now is the time to acquire a copy of Our Police. You can go to Amazon.com. It is $13.37. It's 30% off. It is a great little book um, that uh, reinforces our uh, principles and our belief systems to your little kids. And it's not a propaganda book or anything of the sort. It's a beautifully illustrated and written book by my late father. And I know... uh, uh, you'll enjoy it, and your children will enjoy it, too. Now, we're going to keep pounding away on these issues, several issues at the same time. You know, our media today more and more, you know what they remind me of? Of the old Soviet media, Tosk and Pravda. Not the free press. They have groupthink. They say pretty much the same things, and what they say is truly awful. As they push to fundamentally transform America and to fundamentally destroy the president who you elected while they demean you. If you haven't voted, make sure you do on Election Day. I'll be back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So there's Oprah campaigning. Where's Phil Donahue? Is he campaigning, uh, Mr. Producer? And Jerry Springer, where is he these days? All Democrats, all liberals. There's an African-American running for the Senate in Michigan. None of the African-Americans in uh, media or in entertainment or in Hollywood that I'm aware of, if there is, it's rare, are running into Michigan to support him. 
Why is that? There are many women candidates running as Republicans. Where are all the women from the media, from Hollywood, from entertainment? Why aren't they backing them? Where are they? You know exactly where they are. They're nowhere, and there's a reason for it, because they're ideologues. You've got a man running for governor in Florida. The media will not call out. The media will not call him out. They will attack Donald Trump for a statement he says here or there that they don't believe is strong enough or it's inarticulate. And, and they will say he's a supremacist, a white supremacist. He, uh, that's a dog whistle to the Klan. So sick, so ridiculous. The father of a Jew, the grandfather of Jews, the greatest friend Israel's ever had. And you're supposed to swallow this and actually believe it. Meanwhile, we have a, the real McCoy, if you will, in Florida. Who went out of his way to embrace an anti-Semitic group. To sign a petition with such a group. And bit by bit comes out a week before the election, two weeks before the election, and it's not given any voice by Jake Tapper, by Wolf Blitzer. Both of them are Jewish, by the way. Uh, by other individuals in the media? Nothing. All the talk about anti-Semitism, all the talk about race. How does Andrew Gillum get immunity? How does he get immunity? I'm serious. How does he get immunity? And yet he does. I'm convinced. If the network news programs and the cable news programs had actually reported the news in this race, that is campaign, rather than trying to create DeSantis as a racist, and he never has been and never will be, and give a complete pass to Andrew Gillum with his background and his decisions when it comes to Jews in the state of Israel, we'd have a very different campaign going on in Florida, wouldn't we? The truth is this BDS movement is a movement of the left in Europe, other parts of the world, and in the Democrat Party. The truth is it goes on on our college campuses, which, as we know, conservatives control, right? Of course not. Right? Where's Joe Scarborough on this? Damn fool. Where is he? Or all his guests that he brings on. Why don't they make this a topic? Why don't they discuss it? You know what Joe Scarborough did? He brought in Drew Gillum on his show. Celebrated him. Praised him. Promoted him. Why? Because he's in a bit of a tassel with the President of the United States. So, Scarborough sides with Gillum. What does that say about him? You've got a, a contributor, a paid contributor on MSNBC. By the name of Steve Schmidt. Who viciously attacked the President of the United States for recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Who viciously attacked the President of the United States for moving our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, as he said. Blaming the President of the United States for what Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran were doing. Fomenting violence and rioting. Terrorist organizations. 
and he sided with them against the president of the United States and condemned what the president had done. And then they go around calling him an anti-Semite and a racist. MSNBC. NBC, Comcast, they employ Al Sharpton. They employ Joy Reid. How does Joy Reid still have a job? Why was Al Sharpton ever hired? CNN has Don Lemon. Don Lemon is a race baiter, and I would argue he's a bigot. He says the worst type of things. He really does. What kind of a news program is that? Or Joe Scarborough constantly implying or stating flat out that the president has something in in kind with Adolf Hitler? All the men and women, the families that fought World War II, all the people who suffered from World War II, all the Holocaust survivors, All their families should be disgusted with Joe Scarborough making such statements. In essence, downplaying the Third Reich, downplaying Hitler, downplaying the genocide, if you're going to compare all that to the president and the president's administration. And there are people who do not know what took place back then. Younger people. And so they must say, well, if Hitler's like Trump, then what's the big deal? And a racist? A racist? The Democrat Party calling somebody a racist? No, that's precious. The party of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow and all the rest of it, we've been through it. The party of Robert Byrd? Praised by Obama, praised by the Clintons. The party of Louis Farrakhan. Why were the Clintons on the stage with Louis Farrakhan during Aretha Franklin's funeral? Did anybody ask that question? What the hell were they doing on the stage with him? And where were all these phonies in the media when Farrakhan referred to Jews as termites? They had to concoct scenarios to attack our president. But here we have the leader of the American nation of Islam once again for the thousandth time talking that way about Jews. The Democrat Party has a Farrakhan problem. But you wouldn't know it if you watch CNN. You wouldn't know it if you watch MSNBC. You wouldn't know it if you read the New York Times or the Washington Post or all the rest of the crap that's out there. You wouldn't know it. They have a Farrakhan problem. Wall Street Journal wrote about this last January. Hillary Clinton tried to make Louis Farrakhan an issue when she ran against Barack Obama in 2008. The Nation of Islam leader, infamous for calling Judaism a gutter religion, had praised the future president, that is Obama, as the hope of the entire world. In February debate, Mrs. Clinton demanded that Obama reject Farrakhan's support, insisting there's a difference between denouncing and rejecting Mr. Obama obliged and added there's no formal offer of help from Minister Farrakhan that would involve me rejecting it. See, Obama never really rejected it. Now, did he? 
Diddy Joe. Diddy Don. Diddy Jake. Three years earlier, Mr. Obama posed for a photo with Mr. Farrakhan at a Congressional Black Caucus gathering. The photographer, journalist Askia Muhammad, told the liberal site Talking Points Memo that a CBC Congressional Black Caucus staffer contacted him sort of in a panic, quote-unquote, about the photo. I promised and made arrangements to give the picture to Leonard Farrakhan, Louis Farrakhan's son-in-law and chief of staff. But he kept the copy, which he released last week. Again, this was written in January of this year. Mrs. Clinton might have become president had the photo come out a decade earlier. It isn't clear from the photo to what degree Obama was associated with Farrakhan. But the Congressional Black Caucus Association is scandalous. Its members have met with Farrakhan on at least one other occasion. In a video posted to YouTube in 2009, Representative Maxine Waters and Barbara Lee of California, Al Green of Texas, and William Jefferson of Louisiana can be seen exchanging hugs and handshakes with Farrakhan, then talking with him about coordinating their public responses to Katrina. After praising the representatives for their performance at the hearings, Mr. Farrakhan said, tell me how I can be of service. Ms. Waters responded, and this uh, person, this Ms. Waters, wants to be chairman of the Finance Committee in the House of Representatives should the Democrats take the House. I'm telling you. Waters told Farrakhan, I think we need to get together and talk about how we're going to put New Orleans on the national agenda. Mr. Jefferson, who represented New Orleans, explains to Mr. Farrakhan how difficult it is to get colleagues from elsewhere in the country interested in Katrina relief. Mr. Farrakhan tells the group that, quote, this is where the battle lines need to be drawn. But without a force that makes, that creates the political will, their efforts would be wasted. The video ends with Mr. Farrakhan describing Katrina as a judgment from God akin to the biblical plagues. Farrakhan went much further in a sermon titled, a people robbed and spoiled, which he delivered that weekend at St. Augustine Church. Quote, your problem is you're not now nor have ever been a citizen of the United States of America, he told the congregants. You're a slave to white America. Sounds like a commentator on MSNBC or or, uh, CNN. It bothers me to hear you crying how you're an American, but they treat you like a slave. It bothers me that you're willing to fight and die for something that is not willing to sacrifice nothing for you. Now, the Southern Poverty Law Center, of all places, classifies Farrakhan as a black separatist and the Nation of Islam as a hate group. Alan Dershowitz reacted to the Obama-Farrakhan photo by saying he would not have campaigned for Obama had he known about it. He said, there must be zero tolerance for anti-Semites, whether they are David Duke or Louis Farrakhan. No one should associate with either. The suppression of that photo is disgraceful. What about the discretion? Of the record of people running for office today. Maybe not as bad, but bad enough, like Andrew Gillum. Or there's a person running for Congress in Minnesota, I believe it is. If Republican lawmakers were holding strategy sessions with David Duke, their party would likely be held to account. Why shouldn't the Democrats and the Congressional Black Caucus be held to the same standard, wrote the Wall Street Journal? And why isn't it? Because our free press doesn't want to, that's why. What about it, CNN? What about it, MSNBC? What about it, Andrea Mitchell? 
What about it? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. How many Republicans have sat down with David Duke or any Klansman or any neo-Nazi to develop political strategy? How many? None. How many Democrats have sat down with Farragon on political strategy? Many. How many Republicans want to be seen on stage with David Duke? None. How many Democrats have been seen on stage with Farrakhan? Many. Want to talk about violence? The president's tone, they say. Really? Remember when Bill Clinton pardoned the FALN terrorists? Remember? Killed a cop, among others. With bombs. Domestic terrorists. Remember when Obama commuted the sentence of the leader? Even though he wouldn't... He wouldn't even apologize for what he had done. What about Barack Obama himself befriending Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, domestic bombers? We're talking about violence? Has Donald Trump done anything like that? Ever? No, I don't think he has. But it's his tone, you see. Not Joe Scarborough's tone. Where he throws around the word Hitler like you throw around the word lollipop. Not the guests on these phony cable news shows that throw around racism like you use the word the. And some of the anti-Semites on these news networks, they sit there silently. Silently. Unbelievable. Let's go to Harry, Las Vegas, Nevada, the great K-Don, K-D-W-N. Go. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Go right ahead, sir. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was just curious how the anti-Semitism on our campuses, higher education, is never reported. So over 70% it's an epidemic, but because it's coming of left, uh, left-wing bastions, it's not reported. I remember when I was, you know, probably a good 10 years ago, I was in college in L.A., I had a professor who announced that he had to, uh, he had to, uh, was it, criticize an Israeli operation in Jericho. And he compared it to, to the Nazis' invasion of Warsaw. So me being a Jewish man and a veteran of the Israeli army, I took him to task, point by point, put him into his place. And uh, all he could do beyond cry was say that uh, he, I took him out of context. Of course. But it's such a bully pole. What about, what about when uh, Hamas, backed by Hezbollah and Iran this last time around on the Gaza Strip, was shooting rockets and uh, had these fire kites in order to try and start these massive fires, were pushing 30, 40, 50,000 people in uh, Palestinians in the, uh, in the uh, Gaza Strip to charge the fences and everything, and the Israelis were trying to keep them back. What about the American media then? Attacking Israel. Attacking Israel all the time. Hamas has fired more rockets into Israel from that little enclave than the Germans fired into Britain throughout World War II. Yeah, Jake Tapper's reporting is atrocious. The media's reporting is atrocious. And Hamas does this 
in order to effect the reporting in the United States because they know what a bunch of propagandists they are. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. Where's my music again? Same song. You have it there? The Mark Levin Singers. No, I'm just kidding. It's a good song, don't you think? Don't forget, I'll be on Hannity, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Where are you going to be on Tuesday? Well, I got a, a proctologist appointment. I, uh, getting hair plugs. I uh, get picking up my cleaning. No. First thing in the morning, where are you going to be? If you have a state where you can't vote early, where are you going to be? The first one in line to vote. Who are you going to bring with you? Well, if you have a spouse, you bring your spouse. If you have kids who can vote, you bring them. If you have grandchildren who can vote, you bring them. You tell your colleagues, you'll meet them there for coffee. Tell your neighbors, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And say what's left of this country. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, BrickhouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. You know, New Jersey has been plagued with a senator by the name of Bob Menendez who escaped by the skin of his teeth uh, a federal sentence. And uh, it seems to me the FBI is always trying to chase this guy down, Menendez. At a minimum, he's a hugely unethical individual who's always skating on the edge. And he's up against Bob Hugan, who's a businessman and an ethical man who's running as a Republican and actually has a shot at defeating Menendez if you folks turn out and vote on Tuesday. Uh, Bob Hugan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Mark. Great to be with you. Well, tell us why the people in New Jersey who haven't voted but will vote on Tuesday why many of them who are Democrats should vote for you, many of whom are independents should vote for you, and why the Republicans should vote for you. Well, you know, Mark, New Jersey deserves better. Here's a guy who's been in Washington for 25 years, 16 years with a Democratic president, and we're dead last. We get the least back from Washington to any state, and 
it, and, not, and he's just an embarrassment. You think about it, it's hard to get bipartisan things done in Washington, but he did it with the Senate Ethics Committee, Democrats and Republicans, <laughs> right. violated federal law, abused the power of his office, disgraced the Senate. And I was born and raised in New Jersey. I left New Jersey to go to the Marine Corps. I came back 27 years ago, raised my family here. Both my sons are in the Marine Corps. My daughter works at Chobani Yogurt in Manhattan. We have a great family. We're proud of New Jersey. It's time to do better for New Jersey, restore honor and dignity and integrity of the office. You know, New Jersey's taxes, whether it's property taxes, income taxes, sales taxes, they're always like the highest in the country or close to being the highest in the country. Uh, I have a family that lives in New Jersey. We spend a lot of time in New Jersey, being from Philadelphia and so forth. The people in New Jersey are great people. Why do they get politicians like this? You know, I have to tell you, Mark, you're starting to find one of the reasons why our campaign is resonating because I've done over 500 campaign events, been everywhere in this state, and the people are realizing, oh my God, somebody's listening to us. We actually can possibly do better, and maybe there's some hope and light at the end of the tunnel. The unaffordability of New Jersey is tearing families apart. Seniors are leaving. We already have the fastest rate of out-migration of 18 to 34-year-olds. I think the people of New Jersey, this is a sort of the last inflection point. Say maybe we can turn this around. Otherwise, we're headed to implosion. We've got to – but the people of New Jersey are excited, saying, oh, my God, here's a Jersey guy who's going to finally put us first. And let's, let's, we've got to make it happen. So the momentum is just so palpable. And, and uh, no, Tuesday's going to be a great day. Well, tell us how it looks on the ground there in New Jersey. Yeah. You know, we, we stopped polling, I think, yesterday, the day before, because we set our plan in for the last five or six days. We, mm-hmm. we cut another, a couple of new commercials to make sure people know who I am and who he is and the contrast. And the, the tone on the, on the, in, the, uh, in the field is spectacular. I just, I'm, I'm in Jackson, New Jersey now with a great group of people just going to do a a, a get-out-the-vote kickoff in a few minutes after we're off the phone. I just in Monmouth. I was um, in so many places across the state all day long. People really have the feeling of excitement. Our latest poll, the last poll we did, was we were up two. And that's in a state where you, you only have 925,000 more registered Democrats and Republicans. And in this election, I probably only need 1.2 million votes to win. That's how fed up are they are with this guy, how embarrassed they are, how much he's failed the people in New Jersey. People are just really excited about uh, and hopeful for change now. Do you have early voting in New Jersey? We have, we have accelerated the vote-by-mail program. It's not early voting, but you don't have to have a reason. You can just request vote-by-mail. So we're going to have, I think, upwards of 20% that will vote um, early on, on vote-by-mail. It's moving in that direction, but it's just vote by it's vote by mail now. And we, for the first time in a long time, Mark, we're going to have a challenger in every precinct, six thousand something precincts in New Jersey, because we're going to make sure this is a fair election and the people's will is spoken. Because Tom Kane Sr., who's been helping us, said, "Listen, Bob, I won my first election by seventeen hundred votes. You got to make sure that everything's done right here, so every vote gets counted fairly." Well, what about that? Do you think every vote will be counted fairly? Well, you know, we had to sue Middlesex County because they didn't want to hear by the, the Democratic Attorney General's guidance on how to deal with vote-by-mail vote by mail applications. And then we had to um, threaten to sue them again because of the way that they were going to actually tear off the bottom of the vote-by-mail by not doing that in a bipartisan way. So 
So we've had to be on top of it. And, and, and fortunately, we've got a great team of people that are just focused on doing the right thing. So we, we have to, the oversight we've had to have is just intense. But, you know, I have to tell you, the Democrats are as embarrassed as Republicans that Bob Menendez is their candidate. It's like saying, we, we made a mistake here. This is just embarrassing to us. I've had so many Democratic endorsements, so many independents saying, we can do better. You're a Jersey guy. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna. I don't do any special interest questionnaires. I won't fill out any special interest questionnaire. My wife and I are financing most of the campaign ourselves. So when we go to Washington, the only constituency that we're responsible to are the people of New Jersey, and that that resonates. People want to change. We need. We need people going to be committed to helping put put people's interests ahead of party and politics. Well, it would certainly make a difference. Uh, you have, they haven't elected a Republican senator from New Jersey in like 40 years. Isn't that correct? 46, 72 was the last one we elected. And I have to tell you, Mark, I'm helping some of the other good Republican candidates all over the country because they're desperate. I think Schumer today announced another $2 million. They're go, They're close to $10 million against me from Schumer's majority PAC and, for the, and, and the Democratic Senatorial Committee. And so we're helping, you know, whether it's Josh or... Uh, Kramer or uh, hopefully Heller and Rick Scott in Florida are taking some of that uh, Schumer money and saying they're, they're putting it $10 million against me in New Jersey. And so we're going to win anyway because they're desperate. The people in New Jersey know they deserve better and going to get better. So, But we're helping everybody by, by forcing them to put a lot of money here to New Jersey, which was totally unexpected. And I know the television market is very expensive. It's the Philadelphia market and the New York City market, correct? Yeah, and, and and, and we've been out there to make sure people know who this guy is, because when we started this campaign, only a third of New Jerseyans even knew he had been indicted by the Obama Justice Department for bribery, mm-hmm. and that his self-proclaimed best friend, a Florida ophthalmologist, had been convicted of 67 counts of felon, felony counts of defrauding Medicare, and Menendez had helped advance that Medicare fraud by lobbying HHS and he talks so much about immigration. The only immigration accomplishment he's had, he's expedited the visas for this married doctor from Florida's girlfriends from Ukraine, Dominican Republic, and Brazil. And um, when you brought these things up during the debate, he tried to smear you. I know. I noticed that's his technique, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, I'll tell you, I, I, I've been forced in my life. First of my family go to college. The only person in my college class to go into Marine Corps. I went to a company that had six weeks of cash left, and we've turned that around into a great anti-cancer leader in the world. I'm proud of what I've done in my life. There's nothing I'm embarrassed about. And I have my self-respect. I have my self-respect before this campaign started. I have my self-respect when it's over because I stand behind everything we say. It's 100% truthful. It's just a job interview. The people in Jersey deserve to know who this guy is and what he's failed to do before they sign him up for another six-year term. Mm-hmm. So if people around the country want to help you and people in New Jersey want to get out and vote for you, what's your website? Uh, thanks, Mark. It's uh, bobhugin.com, B-O-B-H-U-G-I-N.com. And we're, we're just excited about the volunteers. Everything's going strong. All, we'll appreciate all the help anybody gives us. But we get the vote out. We're going to win. All right, Bob Hugan, we wish you all the best. I really hope that happens on election night, because that'll tell us a lot about the electorate right now. God bless you, sir. Hey, thank you, and God bless all the listeners, and appreciate all your support. You bet. You take care. Bob Hugan. 
Bob, B-O-B, obviously, Hugin, H-U-G-I-N dot com. Bob Hugin, H-U-G-I-N dot com. Wouldn't it be wonderful if he took out Menendez? I'm not saying he is a Reagan conservative. You know, you got to look at some of these states and uh, understand what what we're dealing with here. They haven't had a Republican senator in 46 years. He sounds like he has a lot of common sense to me, doesn't he, to you, Mr. Producer? And I don't think he's going to rip off Medicare the way uh, Bob Menendez did in his uh, ophthalmologist buddy, do you? Apparently he is uh, he's self-made. He doesn't he doesn't need to mess around in that in that area. Menendez has also had other issues with women or should I say girls? I don't know. Guy's a complete sleazeball. And yet Schumer and the, and the boys uh, are pouring in millions and millions of dollars to save him. Why? Because it's a shore boat. That's why. Now, let me show you the hilarity here. Bob Menendez voted against Brett Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court. The allegations against Brett Kavanaugh were not supported by a syllable of fact or evidence. Nothing. Zero. People still run around and say, that Dr. Ford, she was credible. No, she wasn't. She was completely unbelievable, as I said at the time. And I'm the only one that had the guts to say it. You don't accuse somebody of something. You don't have a scintilla evidence and all the witnesses you point to turn against you. The hell kind of crap is that? Meanwhile, Menendez, with his hand in the cookie jar, votes against Kavanaugh. There's your difference, New Jersey, right there. And he brings home the bacon. No, he doesn't. If that's what you're all about. No, he doesn't. You just heard Bob Hugan. You people in New Jersey, you realize how ripped off you are by this one-party state crap? You realize how ripped off you are? Your property taxes are through the roof. Have you tried to sell your house lately? Yes, and we're going to move to Florida and vote for Andrew Gillum. Yeah, I I bet. Yeah, yeah, we're going to escape the tax state, this New Jersey. Then we're going to go to Florida and and, and vote for a guy who's going to put us an income tax in. That's what we'll do. People all around the country have opportunities here to make a huge difference. All over the country have an opportunity to make a huge difference now. You really do. Many, many states. And I hope you take advantage of it. If not for your sake, for ours, because all these people vote on issues that affect all of us. You know, remember when comedy was great, it was po- wasn't political, it wasn't profane, wasn't worried about hurting someone's feelings. In other words, it wasn't Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel and Bits. Two low IQ morons. Well, after being gone far too long, great comedy's back. And no thanks to those networks, but CRTV. CRTV, well, we're announcing Make Comedy Great Again, our Make Comedy Great Again tour, coming to a performance theater near you. It's a night of 100% clean, politic-free stand-up comedy, featuring an entire lineup of comedians who are ready to make you laugh until you cry. And you'll appreciate the safe, hilarious, laugh-out-loud language during the uh, the night and uh, label-free, tell-it-like-it-is vintage comedy. CRTV's 2018 Make Comedy Great Again tour features veteran comedians like Jeff Allen, Brad Upton, Earl David Reed, and many others, and they are great. So bring your grandma, bring your kids, 
and get ready to experience what comedy you know, used to be and what it's supposed to be. That is great. Find tickets for a theater near you at MakeComedyGreatAgain.com. MakeComedyGreatAgain.com. That's MakeComedyGreatAgain.com. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember, 9.30 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I will be on Hannity on Fox. I've been on there for almost a month, give or take. Also remember, strike while the iron's hot. Ever hear that phrase? Of course you have. Our Police by my father. A beautifully written and illustrated book. Very colorful, very poignant. I think very important and enjoyable. For young children out there, ages 4 to 9 or 10, uh, it's available now in every major bookstore and, of course, on Amazon. And Amazon has it at 30% off. So you can get it for $13.37. Don't wait around. Now's the time to strike when a book is released. That's when it's deeply discounted. That's the way the book retail market works. So if you're thinking about Christmas or Hanukkah or just thinking about having fun and good lessons uh, for your young children, to counter the uh, culture, to counter what they're seeing on TV. This this book will do it. It's just an absolutely beautiful uh, book. Our Police. It's out there now by Jack Levin. Um, What am I doing here, Mr. Producer? You can help me out. Oh, yes, of course. It's this saggy jawline, ladies and gentlemen. It's this jawline and the double chin that give your age away. Of course, I don't have any of that, but some of you may. So you want to deal with it, right? Introducing the brand new Genesel chin and neck treatment with dual peptide and MDL technology. That's Chamonix's most advanced technology ever. It not only tightens saggy jaw lines, but it plumps the lipophilic layers of your skin to contour and define the jaw line within minutes. Using peptides and metolactones together for the first time, it works amazingly quickly and the results get better every single day. Nothing else works like new Genesel chin and neck treatment to sculpt the chin and smooth out that annoying turkey neck. And here's the best news. It's yours free, free, when you order Genesel for under-eye bags and puffiness. And for results in 12 hours, Genesel's immediate effects is also free. Call 800-SKIN-604. 800 skin 604 or go to genocell.com right now imagine those double that double chin uh, disappearing in about a week with genocell's chin and neck treatment now stop imagining call or click right now 800 skin 604 800 skin 604 or genocell.com that's genocell.com I don't have a lot of time left, but we have a number of callers waiting. Let's go to Chris, Los Angeles, California, 870 The Answer. Go. Hi, Mr. Levin. This is Christine from Los Angeles, California. We were part of the Operation Wetback. In 1956, my my father, my mother, and my sister, and my brother and myself, we were anchor babies. We were both born right here in Los Angeles, California. And we were deported for one year to Mexico as punishment. But my father turned himself in instead of letting the, the military sweep him up. 
So I think our uh, punishment of one year was a lot less than what most people got. Most people got two years of punishment to be able to come back. So basically, because he turned you all in, they said, all right, you're out of here for a year, and then you can get in line and apply legally. Right. Well, the family was out of the States. We were in Mexico in our grandmother's home. But my father was allowed to come back and uh, work because we, he had already purchased a house here in, in uh, Torrance, California. So mm-hmm. my father was allowed to come back here and work. And he became, they gave him a residency so that he could work with the federal ID number. Mm-hmm. But the family stayed out of the United States. Even though my brother and I were citizens, we were out of the United States for one year. And this was under Dwight Eisenhower, correct? Oh, yes, 1956, because I was born in 55, and I was only So, so now we have a president who's saying, hey, look, these people haven't even stepped foot in the United States yet. Right. And he's saying, no, you can't do that. That's and he's right. being called a racist. And you know what? He is not. I love President Trump, okay? I believe in everything he's doing, and he's doing what's right. People need to come back legally. My father had to pay a lot of fees, and he did. we did our time. Let everybody else do this. And now you're a successful American story, Christine, correct? What'd we do, hang up on her? All right, she left. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Ladies and gentlemen, you're on the right side of history. No civil society can survive open borders. None has. None will. We're a nation state. We have borders. Borders are to be respected by foreigners. If foreigners want to visit our country, they need permission. If they want to come here permanently, they need permission. If they want to be citizens, they need permission. That's the way it works. Except if you want to destroy America from within. If you don't believe in the Constitution, if you want rule by judges, if you want to trash law and order, police, if you want to weaken our military, this is the poison from within that Lincoln talked about, that Joseph Story talked about, that Jefferson talked about, and so many have talked about. That is, if this nation is to fall, it will fall from within. Much like Rome did. Much like Athens did. A big, strong nation. The greatest economy on the face of the earth. The greatest military on the face of the earth. Nobody can defeat us but ourselves. That's what this election is about. Do you want to remain the greatest nation on the face of the earth? The greatest republic? With freedom? Unalienable rights? Or don't you? Or don't you? Not all these Republicans are great. I know this. 
Of course I know this. But I can't think of one of these Democrats running that I want to be voting on the future of this country and the future for my children and grandchildren. I can't think of a single one. So radicalized has the Democrat Party become. Where are the Scoop Jacksons? There aren't any. Where are the Patrick Moynihan's? There aren't any. Where are the Zell Millers? There aren't any. Instead, we have Bernie Sanders and his acolytes who campaigns against the country, who campaigns against the civil society, who campaigns against the private sector, who campaigns against individual liberty. It's all about groups, always about groups. They put us in groups, groups based on age, groups based on income. Groups based on religion, groups based on skin color, groups based on genitalia, groups based on what you do with your genitalia. That's what they're all about. They don't view you as individual human beings. But that's exactly what you are. And that's why this nation was founded. That's why we have a Constitution and a Bill of Rights. That's why the Declaration talks about unalienable rights. We are not a systemically racist society. All these people south of the border wouldn't be coming here, now would they? And all the people in this country who claim such things wouldn't be staying, now would they? Blasphemy after blasphemy. And now, and now they have an entity through which they operate, the Democrat Party. They have succeeded, finally, in taking over the Democrat Party. This is why we fight. This is why the election's important. This is why the media are viewed as a divisive force in America by 64% of those who were surveyed by Politico. Because the media are exactly that. You have a guy by the name of Don Lemon, who obviously hates white people, particularly white men. It's constant. Take a look at Conservative Review, a great piece by Rob Eno. Don Lemon... Monking around with the statistics says you don't have anything to fear uh, from people thousands of miles away. No, no, no. You have to fear white men. And he pulls out these ridiculous statistics. Well, over at Conservative Review, they have real statistics, and they counter Don Lemon. But here we are. Don Lemon drags us through the dirt. Drags us through the dirt. And he's still employed. Still employed. And he's not the only one. You've got other miscreants and malcontents, like Nicole Wallace over there at MSNBC. Vile. Like uh, Steve Schmidt. Poisonous. Like Chris Matthews. Mr. Spittle on his lips. A disgrace. A throwback to Tip O'Neill's days and Jimmy Carter's days. Violence, they say. They're concerned about violence. Their criticism of Antifa is always very passive and very rare. Antifa is a Marxist militia movement. It is violent. It trains its members to be violent. The Black Lives Matter movement 
in Dallas, Texas. There they are protesting. Five cops murdered. And we're told, don't connect the two. Don't connect the two. Don't connect the two. Yet Donald Trump is connected to a Jew hater who slaughters 11 Jews in synagogue as they're praying. A righteous Gentile is Trump. Israel's best friend in the presidency ever. With a Jewish daughter and a Jewish son-in-law and Jewish grandchildren. And somehow they tie him to this. Not Farrakhan. Not the Democrats who campaign with Farrakhan. Not the Democrats who are on stage with Farrakhan. Trump. Violence. When Bill Clinton pardoned FALN terrorists who murdered four people and injured 44 people. And Obama commuted the sentence of the, of the leader, even though he wouldn't renounce violence. I don't remember people saying, that sets the wrong tone, you know. Or Obama befriended Bill Ayers and Bernadine, Do- you know who they were? The Weather Underground, a domestic terrorist organization. The SDS. The SDS wasn't violent enough. So the Weather Underground broke away from the SDS. And the Weather Underground, these were bombers. And Bill Ayers was involved in that. And Bernadine Dorn, too. And they were buddies of Barack Obama. I don't think Donald Trump has any such buddies, do you? Oh, keep the tone down, don't you know? Obama opens an embassy in Cuba, a police state, that tortures, kills, imprisons political prisoners and journalists. Was he criticized for that? No, he was praised for it. Trump would never open an embassy in Cuba, but he moved our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem for this he's attacked. Now look at the difference. Obama opens an American embassy in Cuba, a genocidal police state, for which he's celebrated. Trump moves our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, recognizing Jerusalem as a fact, the capital of Israel, which all these other presidents running for office promised but didn't follow through. And Trump created violence, don't you know? According to this this bigot, this Steve Schmidt over on MSNBC. But Obama, no, no, good guy. Good guy. Trump trying to prevent foreigners from coming into this country illegally. You need to get permission to come in here as a guest. You need to get permission to come in here as a permanent resident. You need to get permission to be a citizen. That's what sovereignty means. That's what a nation state is. Otherwise, a nation collapses when it can't define itself geographically or otherwise. Cesar Chavez understood this in the 1960s, the founder of the United Farm Workers Union. Obama praised him and celebrated him. He ordered his his members to patrol the southern border at night and report illegal aliens to the INS. Was he a racist? How absurd. 1969, as I said, Chavez, Ralph Abernathy, who'd been Martin Luther King's closest confidant, and then Senator Walter Mondale, apparently another racist, They led protests at the southern border against illegal immigration. But the media, they don't give you any context. They don't talk about that. No, no, no. You see Trump trying to prevent people from coming here. It's a uh, 
It's a stunt, you know. And Eisenhower. Eisenhower actually rounded up 1.3 million illegal aliens and had them bust, trucked, flown over the southern border. 1.3 million. Do they call Eisenhower a racist? Was he pulling a stunt? Well, that's whataboutism. It's history. It's context. Trump hasn't done any of this. What Clinton did, what Obama did, what Eisenhower did, he's actually been, believe it or not, believe it or not, very responsible in his actions. Very. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Pleasure to have on the program a very solid congressman from Wisconsin who's in a big fight in the 6th Congressional District. Glenn Grothman, how are you, my friend? Glad to be on this show. You're right. We have quite a fight going on here. Now, uh, tell us what's going on. Well, um, I'm running for election for the third time. It's a mildly Republican district. I normally should be in good shape, but of course, this is a tough year. And worse, my opponent is a guy by the name of Dan Cole, who, first of all, is involved in the, the Cole fortune. Um is the nephew of a longtime U.S. Senator, Herb Cole, who was around. But even more, he used to be the political director of something called J Street. And I think your listeners are familiar with J Street. As political director for J Street, his job was to collect donations from around the country. Well, let me set the stage. Somebody may not. J Street is one of the most virulently anti-Israel front groups in the world certainly in the United States, and it gives cover to these uh, Israel haters. Uh, And um, you, on the other hand, uh, even though you don't have the biggest uh, Jewish population in your district, you are a big promoter of the United States and its relationship with Israel, so now you're being targeted by this organization, among others. Go right ahead. Correct. His job as political director was to run around find the ultra-lefties from around the country, collect that money and spin around and donate it to the anti-Israel type Democrats. Over 99.5% of their donations went to Democrats. People like Keith Ellison, that crowd, uh, collect money from around the country and spin money out to those. That was his job for six years. He was the first political director of J Street. Then he was another lobbyist for about two years before he decided to come back home and run against me. He, mu- he must know uh, Andrew Gilliman in Florida. I bet you they're very close buddies. They could be close buddies. He certainly knows that crowd, and he certainly has this whatever would cause one to be drawn to J Street. I think it's the same mental problem or mental process that would cause someone to be open borders in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. For some reason, they think the United States is a bad country and owes the rest of the world something. The same mindset goes into Israel is a bad country. We must owe something to the Palestinians. If they're shooting missiles at us, it must be our fault or whatever. That same sort of mindset, Mm -hmm. right? And so you have this guy, Cole, running. He's the nephew of Herb Cole. He's the... uh the billionaire uh, who served, as you're right, in the Senate for uh, for several terms, and the founder of Kohl's Department Store, uh, by the way, just so the rest of America knows. So he's a hardcore, radical, uh, extremist leftist running on the usual open borders, 
Medicare for no one, government down, health care, uh, uh, don't fund the military, anti-cop kind of mentality, I'm guessing. Is that correct? Well, he actually is kind of fooling people because he doesn't have a voting right. First of all, so I don't want to get somebody in trouble. The family sold Kohl's department store. And they got mm-hmm. a lot of wealth from that. But right now, you know, you can shop at Kohl's. And oh, thank be, goodness. All <laughs> right. Kohl's, Kohl's family. Um, uh, right now. So he's uh, is he a hardcore radical? He is running as a moderate, which is hard to believe. He is trying to stay away from issues. He attacks me for being a permanent politician. He lies about pre-existing conditions, as all Democrats do, uh, through his, to a certain extent through his family and to a certain extent through his J Street connections. He is raising a lot of money, so he's spending you know, well more than I am on TV, which is a problem. I think I'm outworking him grassroots-wise, but he spends a lot of money. He trashes me and says he's going to be less partisan and be the, the moderate healer. Sure. Uh, of course, I'm sure that's not what he's telling the people giving him the money. <laughs> no, no, he'll, he'll join Pelosi, vote for Trump's impeachment, and do what they all do on the left. Exactly, exactly. And even more, open borders, which will destroy America. Um, look at the Middle East through the eyes of the Iranians or the Palestinians, right? Now, if people want to support you, and this is a, a, a race that most of the nation isn't familiar with because there's focusing on other races and so forth, but I know you to be a very decent guy. I don't know you well, but we've bumped into each other at various events and so forth, and uh, and you strike me as a very decent guy. You're, you are not one of these career hack politicians. You're a very thoughtful guy. Glenn Grothman what is the site where if people want to contribute to uh, late in this uh, campaign, five days left, or people in your district want to campaign for you? What's your website? Okay, we still are buying more radio ad, more TV. My website is glengrothman.com. Very simple. Glenn has five letters. Grothman is as it sounds with one N. So two N's in Glenn, one N in Grothman, 13 letters together. GlennGrothman.com. Well, that's G-R-O-T-H, G-R-O-T-H-M-A-N, GlennGrothman.com. We'll put it up on my social site so people have it. And I'm glad you spelled Glenn and said it's five letters. You know, you didn't do a Biden. It said J-O-B-S with three letters. Remember that one? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. And uh, you're being targeted in this uh, Wisconsin district. Tell us about some of the towns that are in this district. Well, the biggest city is Oshkosh. Uh, other big cities that your listeners may recognize, Sheboygan, Fond du Lac, Manitowoc, and Nina. Uh, your listeners on KFIZ is a radio station that carries your program in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Um, WTK. WTAQ in Green Bay. Green Bay is not in the district, but it's just south of Green Bay. And WISN in Milwaukee, the district is just north of Milwaukee. So we have plenty of Mark Levin listeners in the district. Well, I strongly support you. I hope all the Levinites out there will turn out and uh, vote uh, uh, for you. And uh, we wish you all the best. I just want to remind you folks out there, it's Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, Grothman, G-R-O-T-H, M-A-N, that's Wisconsin's 6th Congressional District. And while you're voting, make sure you vote for Scott Walker there, too. You're absolutely right. It is very scary out there, and uh, we have got to find a way to get these young people to know how to think. All right. Thank you for your vote. Uh, Thank you for calling in, uh, Glenn. You take care of yourself. All right. 
So all of you folks in this district, in the 6th Congressional District, you know, we haven't talked much about Wisconsin in the governor's race here. It's very, very important. Very, very important. Scott Walker is one of the finest people I've met in politics and also one of the greatest governors in modern history in the United States. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Talk about the Tea Party. We are the Tea Party. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Senator Ted Cruz, how are you, sir? Doing terrific. How are you doing tonight? We're doing very, very well. Um, well, the polls keep getting weird out there in Texas. I guess it depends who you watch. You seem to have a, a decent lead there. What can you tell us about the race? Well, I'll tell you, it is, uh, we've got a hell of a fight on our hands. Um, it, it, it is the most expensive Senate race in the country. And, and my opponent, uh, Beto O'Rourke, is the number one Democratic fundraiser in the country. They, they, they poured $70 million into this race, which even in the state of Texas is a ton of money. It's the most money any candidate has ever raised in the history of Texas politics. And so we're getting outraised. We're getting outspent three to one. And the polls have been all over the place. They've been anywhere from a high of about 10 points, so they've been down to just a couple of points. And, and so we're seeing huge turnout. And from our end, we're just running hard and trying to turn out every single conservative in the state of Texas because I am certain that every single liberal in the state of Texas is going to show up and vote. And that's the thing. I mean, this guy really uh, anymore, he's not hiding his radicalism, is he? He is not. I mean, he is running hard, hard left. It's like Bernie Sanders. It's like Elizabeth Warren. Um, I mean, he's embracing socialized medicine. He's the only Democratic Senate nominee in the country to explicitly call for impeaching President Trump. Uh, he's embracing open borders. Um, he supports sanctuary cities. He, and, you know, when I say open borders, he has literally proposed decriminalizing crossing the border illegally, which is the very definition of open borders. Uh, and, and, and that's why Hollywood liberals and liberals all over the country are flooding his campaign with cash. You know, you know where Beto made his big national debut is, is, is where he gave this, this, this speech praising the NFL uh, protesters during the national anthem. And he said he could think of nothing more American than taking a knee and protesting during the national anthem. And, and Hollywood swooned. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres had him on our, our show. Uh, Stephen Colbert had him on his show, and, and, and that they're flooding cash into the race because he is running an Elizabeth Warren-style campaign in the state of Texas. Tell me about your campaign. Do you have a good ground game, and, um, and how, how is that going? We do. We've got enormous excitement and enthusiasm on the ground. I'm right now in the middle of a giant double-decker bus. We've been doing a bus tour for two weeks barnstorming the state we've been every every part of the state i'll tell you a couple days ago we were down in the rio grande valley we were seeing enormous enthusiasm we had two thousand people come out in harlingen we had two thousand people come out in mission we had over a thousand people come out in laredo and so i'm encouraged that 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 there's a lot of excitement on the ground and the question is just is a turnout question every liberal in the state it is energized, they're angry, they hate President Trump, and they're showing up in massive, massive numbers. And the big question is, do we break through? Do we break through and get 
the common sense conservative voters, the voters with, with, with just, just basic conservative values who aren't living politics, who right now the economy's booming, their job is going well, they're going to church, they're raising their kids, and, and, and they're not sitting every night uh, watching Fox News. They're not, I'm sorry to say, listening to Mark Levin. But, but we need, you know, those West Texas oil field voters who, whose values are with us to show up and vote. And, and our big challenge is to get every single one of them to realize if we don't show up and vote, Texas can turn blue. And God forbid we wake up the day after the election and find an Elizabeth Warren type leftist representing the state of Texas. I think the consequences for Texas and the country would be horrific. Well, let me say this to the people who are listening, because we are all over Texas. Uh, if you haven't voted yet, Please do make sure you vote on Tuesday, and that's not even enough. You got to bring four or five, six people with you, or make sure four or five, six people in your family, your circle of friends, your colleagues, your neighborhood, that they vote. And you got a lot of congressional elections, House elections going on there too, like our buddy Chip Roy and so forth. So it's yep. very, very important. I mean, if we can't carry you, Ted Cruz, and in several of these congressional districts in Texas, we're going to have a hell of a bad election midterm, aren't we? Uh, it, it, it could be a bloodbath, and, it, and it's very possible that that Texas decides control of the House of Representatives, that Texas decides whether Nancy Pelosi is Speaker. And if Pelosi's Speaker, the next day the House begins impeachment proceedings, not just to Donald Trump, but to Brett Kavanaugh also. I mean, I think if they win by being radical and extreme, they'll get more radical and extreme. And they're a good four or five congressional seats. That, that are on the edge in Texas. So if we do our job, if we turn conservatives out statewide, we'll win those congressional seats up and down the ballot. If we don't turn conservatives out, we could lose the House in Texas. And so this is a battle. I'm all in. We're going around the clock, but but it, it's going to take, and I'll tell you, for anyone in Texas, you can vote on Election Day, but you can also, tomorrow is the last day of early voting. Let me encourage you, come out and vote on Friday, early vote, and then spend the next four days trying to get your friends and family to come out and vote, too, because this is all hands on deck, a $70 million assault from the left on the state of Texas, and we've got to stand up and fight it back. So for you Levinites out there, tomorrow's voting day, okay? And if you happen to miss it, then it's Tuesday. But I, but I agree with the senator here. you got to be your own precinct captain. you got to be an activist. All you Tea Party folks out there, Reaganites, all you Levinites out there, you remember the way it was. You need to really kick butt. You really need to get out there. Now, if people want to contribute to your campaign and defeat uh, Robert Francis uh, O'Rourke, where do they go? So the website is tedcruz.org. It's tedcruz.org. And i got to tell you, over the last six years, every time I've gone on your show, the Levin surge as conservatives across the country go to tedcruz.org and contribute has been massive. And this is an instance where we really need it. We are literally being outraised and outspent three to one. So every dollar that comes in gets immediately deployed to informing and turning out conservatives. And we're at, at the final moments of the battle right now. It's an enormously expensive state. You've got a lot of metropolitan areas. Plus, you need to reach all the suburbs and the rural areas. So uh, you're having to throw money in every direction, aren't you? Uh, that is exactly right. And, and part of it is, as you know, the mainstream media is going to do everything they can to stop us. So every day or two, you get this glowing profile of Beto O'Rourke. Their favorite adjective for him, by the way, is Kennedy-esque. And they just, the profiles are all rainbow. Would that, would that be a Ted Kennedy-esque? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, to them, Kennedy-esque is a positive. Um, <laughs> they, 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 I, I, you, you will appreciate this, Mark. 
So, so Beto had Joe Kennedy come down to campaign for him twice. Perfect. So Joe Kennedy's been down twice in Texas campaigning for him. Both times Beto had Joe Kennedy driving, and, and, and I joked, it's the first time in history anyone's ever asked a Kennedy to drive. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> well, uh, well, you don't want Beto driving, giving his background, now, do you? Uh, you know, it's uh, his. Background. I mean, somebody had to drive, so I guess uh, I guess there it was Joe's that. turn. What's that? <laughs> I, there is that. Uh, you're very you're very diplomatic. That's very good at the uh, last days right, of the Mark, campaign. I, I got to tell you a joke. You're going to like that. I've been telling on the trail. Yes, uh, it's a joke that's making its rounds on the internet. Which it, which is it's an open letter everyone in the caravan to the men and women marching north through through mexico and, it, and it's dear men and women of the caravan be advised uh that, that we have identified homes that are willing to welcome you in to give you free housing to give you free free health care to give you free food and each of these homes is helpfully self-identified with a little black and white sign that says bethel and, and i and like so that if you, if you see one of those signs just go right up to it kick down the door uh, because, look, they don't believe in walls, so don't worry about that door. Just come on in and make yourself at home. I think that's a great idea. But American uh, citizens must not do that. Just people in the caravan, correct? Uh, th- well, uh, apparently anyone can. Look, look if, you, if you just want uh, – I, I mean, it's this bizarre notion of socialism, uh, which, which – listen, Beto is running on socialized medicine. Uh, he's running on open borders, and, and we're seeing the far left. You know, we're seeing that's who's resurgent, and, and it is, as you know, anyone who wants to see the effects of socialism, look no further than Venezuela, one of the wealthiest countries in Latin America, bankrupted by socialism. As you know, my family knows it firsthand. Cuba, Castro and communism utterly destroyed Cuba, and, and, and it's incumbent on all of us to make that case because you've got a, a lot of young college kids that are being duped. They're being duped by Marxist professors. They're being duped by the media. And they're being duped by, oh, look how sexy Che Guevara is. And look mm-hmm. how sexy Beto O'Rourke is. He skateboards. Well, how about instead of that, we focus on we've got the lowest youth unemployment right now today in 52 years. We've got the lowest African-American unemployment ever recorded, lowest Hispanic unemployment ever recorded. As you know, freedom works, but we got to carry that message. I know you need to go soon, but also I think this this explains things, too. O'Rourke supported the embassy in Cuba, which is a genocidal police state. Yet he opposed moving our embassy in Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. You opposed the embassy in Cuba and supported us moving our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Does that not kind of say it all? It, it, It says it all. You and I were both there, Mark. In Jerusalem when the embassy opened and it was a powerful it was an amazing moment it was an historic moment uh, and 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 I will say listen O'Rourke has among other things the most anti-israel record of any Democratic Senate nominee in the country in 2014 when Hamas was raiding rockets down on Israel Beto O'Rourke was one of only eight members of the House of Representatives to vote against funding Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system. It is a radical and extreme record on Israel. And for all of us who love Israel, electing the most anti-Israel Democratic nominee in the country would be a profound blow both to Israel and to the United States. All right, so Ted Cruz, it's tedcruz.org, is that correct? That, that is it, tedcruz.org. All right, 
Folks, all over Texas, we're everywhere in Texas. Folks, all over in Texas, we cannot afford to lose Cruz, okay? He is the, uh, he is the, uh, the tip of the point of the conservative movement, certainly in the United States Senate. Absolutely crucial. All you Levinites out there, it's a Levin surge. Let's give them all the support we can at tedcruz.org. And all you Levinites in Texas, don't think somebody else is going to carry the ball here. We've got to be engaged. Vote early. Tomorrow's the last day, the senator said. If you miss it, Tuesday. But not just you. Three, four, five other votes. All right, Ted Cruz, we wish you all the best, my friend. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for everything you do each and every day. You too. God bless. Little footnote, of course, my stepson works on Ted's staff. But if you think that's why I support Ted Cruz when I supported him in the Republican primary long before that, uh, you're dead wrong. I support Ted Cruz because I've always supported Ted Cruz. I've known him for a quarter of a century. What am I doing? Oh, let's see if I can find it here. Oh, there it is. You know, uh, sleep can be a struggle. You might toss and turn or wake up overheated. Well, the folks at Casper looked at uh, the, uh, what keeps us awake and dreamed up the luxurious new Casper Wave mattress. Now, the Wave is different from other premium mattresses. Its advanced ergonomic system actively aligns your body, giving you support where you need it and relief where you want it. The Wave has five layers of premium foam. A velvety soft top layer and pressure-relieving memory foam provide luxurious comfort and alignment for all body types. The ultra-breathable foams, along with the humidity-fighting wool-infused cover, regulates your temperature so you stay cool and stay asleep. And sleep is the ultimate luxury, isn't it? You shouldn't sell yourself short. Try the new Casper Wave in your own home for 100 nights risk-free. Casper will even do the heavy lifting with free white glove delivery, and setup included. Delivery and setup included. So go to casper.com slash wave and use code mark to save $50 on select mattresses. That's casper.com slash wave. Code mark. Terms and conditions apply. Don't forget, tedcruz.org, tedcruz.org. This is Levin Surge. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Bear with me. All you Texans, you're going to vote tomorrow, right? All you Levinites? Early voting ends at the end of tomorrow. Otherwise, Tuesday. Bring out as many patriotic Republic of Texans you can. It's time to crush Beto and the leftists. Hit it! It's time to electorally crush these people on the left. Florida, you with me? All over the country, it's time to push back. All right, kill it. Have you ever thought about the word education? It means to lead forth. The word forth raises another question. Which way is fourth? Now, for the liberals out there, fourth, which way is third? All right. Now, how do you know you're going in the right direction? The easy answer is it just depends on which way you want to go. Well, my friend, Dr. Larry Arn, my dear friend, the president of Hillsdale College, says, you know, young people almost always say that. 
and that they've, they've been taught to say that. But you and I both know that's not the right answer. Let me tell you about a place that leads forth, Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, they understand that true education means pursuing the highest answer to the question, which way is forth? Hillsdale students are challenged to discover the right way forth by reading the greatest books by the greatest minds in history. And they learn the meaning of the three ultimate and related things, the good, the true, and the beautiful. Hillsdale holds a unique and important role in American education today. And I encourage all of you, my beloved listeners, to learn more about this remarkable institution at levinforhillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com. Now, I will be on Hannity in a half hour at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, and all kinds of times in between and around. But let me end the program this way. We must be affirmative. We must go on the offense. We must not be looking at our feet with our heads down. We must be strong. We must be vigorous. And we must, if you have early voting, vote now. Vote tomorrow. If you need to wait for Tuesday, then Tuesday it is. You can do this. You can make sure four, five, six, seven people that they vote as well. Assuming they vote the right way, of course. You can do this. We can do this together. They don't expect us to do this. They think they've beaten us down. They think they've dispirited us. That's why the day in and day out attacks by the media. By the media. They think they've defeated you. They think they're going to take the house. It's up to us. Or they will. We should be able to pick up four or five seats in the United States Senate, quite frankly. And we will if you turn out and vote. We have important governorships up in Florida, in Wisconsin, in Kansas, in many other states. It's very, very important that we take care of business, that we do this. It's very simple. It's a simple arithmetic formula. If more of us show up than then, we win. We win. So be enthusiastic. Be energetic. Take control of your lives. Don't wait around for the other politicians. Don't wait around for political organizations. You take responsibility yourself for four, five, six, or seven other people. And stay on them until they vote. I'll see you in a half hour on Hannity. We salute all you heroes out there in the military, in the armed forces, police officers, law enforcement, firefighters. You know who you are. Thank God for each and every one of you. I'll see you in 30 minutes. Take care. Take care.